right, welcome back to another week of the RevMD podcast. This week, we're gonna be talking about what it's like to charge like a lawyer. So we've all been there and seen a bill from a lawyer who charges you know, high rates, they can charge by the minute, you know, in those small increments. And again, I'm not saying that they shouldn't do that. Again, they are professionals, but it's just always been crazy to me how physicians and healthcare providers can't bill for our time similar to a lawyer. So I'm going to put all that aside and we're going to talk about patient portal messages and some trends that are making it easier for physicians to charge for their time. Now, many of you guys know who have patient messages set up in your EMR or another portal, really just how frequently you can get messaged, right? It can end up being quite a time suck for everyone in your office. And so a study actually published in JAMA showed that patient portal inbox messages have risen by almost 160% since 2020. So that's just another reason why we're seeing a burden on physicians and their care teams. So oftentimes, the number one reason that patients are actually using a portal is actually to schedule an appointment. Now, I know from my own kids and family that calling the office to schedule an appointment it's frustrating. It's sort of annoying. You know, I'm on the phone pretty much all day long. So to be able to wait online or get a hold of someone or play phone tag just makes it really challenging. And so while I'm tempted to send a message in a portal, one for me, I just know that's going to result in a callback. So that almost is just as annoying. So I don't use the patient portals to do that. But I guess what I'm saying is if your team has a scheduling software where patients can schedule themselves, this is going to at least help decrease that specific type of portal message. So if you don't have that today, that's something to look into so that they can go in, schedule themselves, and then they're having they're not having to send a patient portal or, or have a front me- front office phone call. Another idea is, you know, outsourcing your front office duties to a virtual assistant who can deal with the phone call piece, whether that's, you know, answering, scheduling appointments, answering quick questions. So those are just two strategies since that is the most common type of portal message that many practices get. So today we're going to talk about some tips to provide your patients on how they should be using the patient portal, right? So that we decrease the, the patient messages that really aren't appropriate. And then some ideas on how you can be managing your patient, patient messages and even how some institutions are starting to bill for those patient portal messages. Now, I wanna caution, you can't just flip a switch with this billing, right? It's kind of gotta be something that you put into a process. You have an FAQ that patients understand what they're getting charged for. And that this becomes something that's a coordinated effort. I cannot stress that enough. With really any process in the in the office, you have to have a process around it. Have an FAQ for your patients. Have a policy and procedure for your staff so that they can answer questions and everything will go much more smooth. So there are some things that you can do, your office can do, to help manage patient expectations on messages. And that's really only going to make, you know, the messages you get more appropriate and also not burn out your staff. So one of the most important things, and I say this about many different things we do with our patients, is patient communication. How do you educate your patients that, hey, 
you know, how do you, we have this patient portal, portal feature, how do we use that? Or, you know, you may see, um, you know, certain copays and deductibles, and what does that mean? So all of this leads to the more we can educate our patients with FAQs, the better everybody's process is going to be. So I'm going to talk about seven different tips today to help the office manage patient expectations, help the office provide some conditions where it's appropriate to use the portal, how long it should be that they can expect a response, and some common things to share with patients so that they can manage you know, processes in the office um, the right way. So number one, always recommend that if there's a new condition or need for medical care, that the patient portal messages are really not the best place, right? They should be calling the office or schedule an appointment, or even if you have a scheduled telemedicine appointment, that is the perfect place to funnel that, right? Don't send a patient portal message. Don't clog up the doctor's inbox or even the front desk's office. Again, that's where having that scheduler button comes into handy so they can schedule an appointment, schedule a telemedicine visit, and get that taken care of. I would say avoiding patient portal messages for that is really just going to help save time and be more efficient. Number two, messages to healthcare teams really need to be short, right? So if a patient's having to write you a novel in order to explain something that's going on, it's time for an appointment, telemedicine or in-person, but it's time for an appointment. Number three, if the patient is trying to do a refill request, they actually don't need to leave a message in the patient portal and also call pharmacy. So what's often happening is patients are you know, calling their pharmacy and saying, hey, I need to leave a refill request. But then they're also you know, potentially calling the front desk and leaving them a message. And then, hey, when they haven't heard back from anybody, they're doing a third patient portal message. So again, one request is all that needs to get done. Um, for patients, you know, oftentimes it's the best to just call the pharmacy, leave the request, they need to have expectation that that's not going to be immediate. So it's best to not do that, you know, the day that the prescription is, you know, due for a refill or you're going to be without, you know, medication the following day. Again, they need to do that ahead of time um, so that they can get that filled at the pharmacy on time. And so it's important to kind of outline all of this, you know, in an, uh, a form or something when you when you have a new patient they can look these forms up and and have that available to them. Or, you know, even better, if this is something that is accessible to them, you know, in their patient files, in their forms that they've filled out so that they can refer to it later, or that there's even like a click button where they have that available to them um, within the EMR. So all of this, again, is just really about communication. Number four is that it's important to set expectations with your patients on when messages will be returned. And this includes phone messages, patient portal messages, all of it. And we actually also do this for our own company. So we let patients know who are calling our line asking questions that we'll get back to them, you know, in one to two business days. So it's important to give people expectations. So then they're not like calling back 15 times going, why haven't I heard back? you have to set expectations. And this is around everything in your business, right? Like how often do we 
you know, how long does it take to get labs back? Will they get an answer back if they're abnormal? I mean, um, sorry, normal, right? If they're abnormal, hopefully we're getting back to them. But if they're normal, do they expect to get a response? So all of this will set up your practice to be more efficient. All right, number five, you've got to let patients know that return messages are going to be brief, right? I don't want a patient to get their feelings hurt if you have a busy physician or another healthcare provider who's getting 20 to 40 messages a day, and they need to get those messages in and out as quick as possible. This isn't like, hi, how you doing? Hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for emailing. This is, hey, let me address your problem. Get in, get out, go. So it's nice to let patients know that so they're not offended if messages are brief, right? Because sometimes you know, things can get lost in translation and email and text and all the things that we do these days. So if you can let physician or patients know, hey, this is going to be brief. This is why we get a lot of messages. Just to let you know, it doesn't have to do with, you know, our feelings regarding the topic, something along those lines. All right, number six, let patients know that it's not always going to be the physician who responds. And if your physicians are responding to all of those messages, then it's time to re-engineer how your process is. So the most ideal setting is that you have somebody answering those messages who can triage. And in really large practices, you know, depending on how you're set up, you could even have a remote nurse manage those messages. Someone who can bring it to the attention if the physician is necessary, but they can triage messages. They can send messages to the schedulers. They can get a telemedicine set up. They can manage refills. Basically, physicians should only be there if they're having to answer something clinical. And if they're having to answer something clinical, it's probably time to set up a telemed visit or a telephone call. Now, telemedicine visits are going to get traditionally reimbursed a little bit better than telephone calls. There are some nuances to that where that's not always the case, especially with Medicare and some, you know, post-COVID regulations that came out. So there are ways that you can get paid for the telephone calls, especially if a patient doesn't have access to telemedicine, but that's a different story. Um, I kind of digressed, but you guys get what I'm saying, right? Like everybody should really protect the physician or the healthcare provider's time. Um, The other thing is if you do have those remote nurses managing your triage, you know, triaging those messages, they could probably also be managing your CCM or RPM programs. And if you don't do these today, we do have a podcast that you can go check out um, so that you can um, look and see if that's something that's right for your practice. So again, 75% of patient portal messages can be answered by a non-physician. So try and get those off the physician's plate where possible. And number seven, and you guys know I love good policy and procedure, you have to start checking off where you have policies and procedures in your office. And this really has to do with everything that goes on in your front office. For us, we are the first 90 days, we are spending time with our clients trying to figure out how to get policies and procedures for everything that they do. And So getting a policy around this is really important so that your front office have the FAQs. They know how to explain things to patients. They're explaining things the same way, and that will help everybody be, again, more efficient. Um, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but having a policy for your labs that if they're normal, that maybe you don't want to have to send it a notification. So you don't get a patient portal message saying, hey, are my labs normal? They can just be known, hey, you know, 
when they walk out of the office, if they had labs drawn, they get a little slip that says, just a reminder, if your labs are normal, don't expect a phone call. So that's just another thing you can do. Now, labs these days go to the patient portal automatically. Many patients can actually see those before the physician has had a chance to see them. Oftentimes, they're trying to interpret their own results, which, of course, can lead to anxiety and confusions. And something some, that shows is minor abnormal, the patient can be really concerned about, but it's very minor clinically. So, of course, if there are questions regarding labs and a pa- that a patient has, they're more than welcome to call and review those. But having a policy around the lab piece of this can be very helpful to decrease unnecessary messages. So again, things like, hey, you're not going to expect any notification if the labs are normal. If there's a minor abnormality, you know, you can have, you know, one of your nurses send something or you can set up a telemedicine visit if there are major things that you need to discuss and get plans around. So again, this is just another thing, another tool to help decrease unnecessary patient messages. Now, the last is a trend that we're seeing where healthcare institutions are actually starting to bill insurances and patients for portal messages. Cleveland Clinic actually started doing this at the end of the year um, in 2022. And so if you're going to do this, you have to make sure patients are aware because they may get a copay, they may get a bill. And you, we have to, again, it's all about that policy and procedure. You have to have the FAQs for the front office to explain to the patients. Make sure that they're notified of that when they sign up in your practice. Hey, we have patient portals, but here's how we manage that. And actually, Cleveland Clinic's got some good examples of what they send out to their patients that are out there online. And you know, typically you can even say, hey, most messages are free, but if the message requires medical judgment and is more than five minutes, it may be billed. Now, again, that's what Cleveland Clinic has Um, put into their letter. So for some insurances, this may result in a copay, like I said, or coinsurance or deductible. So if you're not alerting patients of that, then the bill's going to go out and you know who's going to get called is your billing team. And it just takes away from the important things that need to be happening in your practice, like managing your AR. So you got to let patients know what that cost could be. You know, hey, if you've got Medicare, it may be less than $10. But for some private insurances where this may not be covered or if they have a deductible, some of that can be up to $50. So again, it's really important that everybody understands the process. So front office needs to have the talking points. Your patients need to be aware. If they're on the patient portal, even a little pop-up that says, hey, you know, um, or response to to a message if they send, hey, just to let you know um, if this requires medical management or above a certain time period and it requires medical management, you may expect this to be billed to insurance. Now, some examples of messages that may be billed to insurance something like a new issue or symptom requiring medical assessment, you say you're adjusting medications or a chronic disease check-in, right? Like that's, you know, CCM kind of world, or say you have a flare-up or a change in chronic conditions, or there's a request to complete a form. Now, some examples of the messages that may not be billed to insurances typically are a prescription refill, scheduling an appointment, or a message that leads your leads a physician to recommend a visit right into the office or any sort of follow-up care related to an, a recent surgery when it's within that global period or an update for your doctor when no response is needed. Those sort of things may not typically be billed to insurance. And so it's important that your office really understands 
when you can bill and when you don't, when you really can't bill. And then of course, documentation, right? So if you're billing for a message, you know, what does the documentation look like in order to bill for that? So again, all of this is really important. You have to sit down, have a process meeting, sit down with the front office, sit down with your billing team. These things have to be done together with something that's written so that it all rolls out smoothly. All right. So that's it on things that you can charge like a lawyer for, at least a little bit closer. Not exactly, but a little bit closer. So thank you again for another week of the RevMD podcast. We are a full-service medical billing company based in Denver that helps physicians with a reliable billing service. If you are a physician or practice, um, we can help and change your billing service and provide you guys you know, the level of service that allows us to be a good partner, right? We're all about being partners with our practices, solving these operational problems, creating processes that allow the office to be more efficient and the billing revenue to increase. One of our clients this year realized over 35% increase in revenue. And we also have some great coders on our team who are available for coding audits should you need that for your practice. Again, this is all about documentation. It's all about process. We have to have these things in place in order to really make the most and grow our revenue. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening.